a set of core values of men's steel. You can be special, but you're not special. And the only way to become special is through effort. Nobody said life was easy, so if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up, and fight again. If you're not hitting all your Fs, your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finance, your four Fs, if you're not successful in all four areas, you're not successful. Brought to you by Relentless MMA and Fitness. It's time to man up podcast episode number 14 i'm super super excited today we have caleb harris and uh dustin de puma in here i said that right that time oh, right yeah. oh, dustin yeah. de puma yeah i have known you for a lot of years man a long time i've been saying your name wrong the whole fucking time <laughs> <laughs> it's been my whole life the whole time bro and also of course wes uh dunham is up in here how do i stutter on your last name Wes Dunham is up in here. Tyler is out for a second episode in a row. So um, we're going to get started, man. Um, super excited to have you guys. Glad, yeah, glad to be here. Yeah. I, uh, at first, when y'all told me y'all wanted to roll and spar and train before the podcast started, I was kind of like, fuck. Damn it, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but then uh, but then we did it. I'm really glad we did because I feel like as fighters, as people that do jujitsu and people that train, there's just like a – camaraderie that comes yeah, with man. training with each yeah, other just get that out the way yeah. yeah and also like like if i'm gonna do something if i'm gonna do business with or whatever somebody that's into jujitsu or into mma or muay thai or whatever like i feel like we kind of gotta roll first i don't give a fuck. like if we're gonna work together on a business level i still gotta roll with you we first. gotta know who's yeah got yeah. it <laughs> right I, well i just want to know you're not a bitch yeah right right you know what i mean i just want to know like if i'm gonna do business with you i don't want to do business with you if you're a bitch you know, like that's right, right. If you roll in and the guy does wrist locks, and it's like, oh, okay, so you're gonna stab me in the back well, at some point. Your boy right here does fucking wrist locks. I go ahead and tell you, we do them a lot. Hey, I do, I do, I, I do wrist locks. I bro. hook white belts. So. Me too. In the gi, in the I do. Gi. We're down. I do it in the gi, bro. I don't give a fuck. We're, We're all just a yeah. bunch of degenerates. We do all that at least. Cool. Like everybody, like I'm sorry, dude. If you if you're training and you give a fuck what the IBJJF says about shit, and I'm not competing in the IBJJF. Fuck you, dude. I don't give a yeah. shit. Like I'm not yeah. training for I'm not training for the IBJJF. I don't give a shit. Like I like I heel hook white belts in the gi. I heel hook and no gi. I wrist lock white belts on their first day. Uh, I don't give a shit. Like it's all yeah, jujitsu to me. It is. Yeah. You, you gotta, gotta learn. You gotta learn. Exactly. There's you, a certain amount of control, of course. Of course. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, right. I agree. Unlike when me and you were rolling and I accidentally hurt yeah. <laughs> Dude, you wrist lock me once a week. Yeah. Usually. No shit. Yeah. Usually, I, I wrist lock a lot of people. Yeah. Anytime somebody fr- once I've passed your guard, if you frame with an open hand, yeah. I'm gonna wrist lock you. Any kind of open hand frame once I'm past guard, and, all right, you're, you just want to get wrist locked. All right, cool. You know. So anyway, so Caleb Harris. Uh, for those of y'all joining that don't know, he is the 2019 Bare Knuckle Knockout of the Year winner. 19, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was a dope ass fucking knockout. It sure was. I, honestly, that's the only bare knuckle fight of yours that I've seen until I knew you were coming on the podcast, and then I started watching your fights. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, I, I thought you looked good, man. Honestly, I thought you looked good, even even in your other fight, even some of the ones you lost. Like they were all decisions, and you know they weren't bad fights. You know, there's gonna be rematches with those. I yeah. I, if I've got to just fight for free, there's there's gonna be a rematch with a couple of those guys. So, so break it down for me. Why why, why do you say that? I just I there's a couple of controversies. Yeah. Some of the on on some of the decisions that I don't mm-hmm. agree with after going back and looking. Some of them I agree with and they were yeah. just close fights. Um but I know that I can beat them. Yeah. I know I can beat anybody that I've lost to 
going back and watching the fight, uh, having my coaches um, look at it. I know I can beat anybody that I've lost to. I just I need a I need a redemption shot. Yeah. And so Bare Knuckle just needs to either decide to give me somebody new or they either need to line me up with one of the guys I've lost to. So so what is next? Do you have anything on the books currently? We're hoping for something in March, man. Um, that's all like right now with the way bare knuckle promotion seems to be going it's they're focused on one fight at a time right unless you're a big name yeah. and so since i've lost two fights in a row i'm no longer the big name anymore mm-hmm. so i'm just been waiting for them to come back to mississippi and there's rumor that they're coming to biloxi in march so i'm just i'm staying ready you know that's that's why i wanted to train i mean i wanted to come up here and catch some rolls uh kept some sparring with some of your guys because I want some new looks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I want to stay ready so that if they decide to call me March first and March first and say, "Hey, we want you to fight so and so March 26th. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's 25 days notice. Thanks, but you know I'm ready. Right. Right. That's smart. I, you know, that's been uh, like when I used to fight. That was one of my problems. Is I, I didn't I didn't have that mindset. Like I was like, if I didn't have something on the books, I wouldn't train it. Right. And I didn't get out of that mindset till really like when I quit fighting. You know, because I, I didn't like training when I was fighting. I like training now. I had to like fall back in love with it, right? Um, so, you know, you're just kind of waiting to see what happens. Um, anybody in particular you're hoping to fight on this next one? Man, uh, Tom Show for Isaac Valley Flag. Uh, Tom Show and Joe Elmore, um, they put on Fight of the Year for 2020. Uh, even though me personally, I'm a little biased and believe that me and Jim Allers put on a better fight. Um, I'd like to fight Tom. Uh, he called me out about a year ago personally and uh nothing offensive or anything like that just you know he just said hey i think me and you would make a good fight and then uh isaac valley flag is a cool dude former ufc fighter um that i just like and we both are just seem to be having a hard time getting fights yeah um he just lost to the champ lewis palomino so uh i think it'd be a good fight for both of us i think it would be a good selling fight um, no matter where they did, if they wanted to fly me to New Mexico and fight, or if they wanted to fly him to Biloxi and fight, um, I think it'd just be a good fight. There's only around. a couple of states that have bare knuckle boxing right now, right? I think it's like 13. All okay. I know is that Mississippi was the second one, yeah. and that's all I care about. Yeah, right. I got you. What about you, Dustin? You got anything on the book? Not as of right now. Uh, March 27th, I think uh, there's a promotion coming to Jackson. I'm considering getting on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as of right now, I hadn't decided yet. Yeah. Okay, cool. Kind of sent back. And didn't y'all did y'all open y'all's own school? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Is it like a joint effort or like a joint venture? Or is well, kinda... yeah. He he started it, and yeah. then he brought me on. Cool, that's awesome. So when y'all get, when y'all are getting ready, do y'all do y'all go back down to Black Sales? Oh, absolutely. We still, yeah, we still train there. We still go to Black Sales Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. So, okay, I mean, uh, we're still getting three days a weekend there, getting in with the fighters there. Mm-hmm. You know? Daytime or y'all just judge doing classes on your at your school on Tuesday Thursdays? Uh, no, we we're Monday through Saturday at our gym. Okay, uh, we thankfully have got a couple guys that's been with us since the beginning that helps us out. Nice. You know, with classes when we're not able to be there. Nice. So. Okay. Where's Black Sales at? That's in Jackson. You know, that's, uh, it, yeah. yeah, you know Johnny Little and yeah, where yeah. James Horn and these guys train out of. It's where Josh Williams trains yeah, out of. Okay. It's like honestly, in my opinion, um, definitely one of the top two fight teams in the state for sure you know i mean as far as overall like just consistent quality of fighter you know and and just and i've always liked y'all's like um culture like y'all just seem like y'all are all really close oh we are yeah have like a like a really tight-knit culture i've always really really liked that um 
but I mean, in terms of in terms of like consistent quality of fighters, probably one of the best schools around. I mean, seems like Johnny Little does a really great job with you guys. He's, and, he's dedicated, man. He yeah. puts a lot of time and everybody there. Yeah, he seems like a really good coach. I look up to him because uh, you know, as a coach myself, you know, I know how much effort I don't even like training fighters. To be honest with you, it's exhausting. Uh, it's exhausting. <laughs> People just don't even understand. Like each individual fight, like I will only work with like three at a time, four at a time. Right. Um, that's why we don't have a lot that fight. Even though my gym is so large. We only have a few fighters because it's. I just I only have so many hours in my day. Right. right. You know, and when I'm thinking about trying to grow my business, I'm thinking about like holding mitts for these guys and hold doing. You know, making sure that I, they've got classes where they're getting pushed in. That's not just full of a bunch of newbies. So like separating them out and man, it's uh, it's exhausting. So I, I look up to Johnny a lot because he he puts a lot of time in with you guys and uh, seems like a. Seems like a really, really great guy and really, really great coach as well. We have a couple guys that are wanting to from our gym. It's been the two guys that's been with us the longest. Uh, they're kind of wanting to get in the ring this year, and this we're we're kind of having to I mean, figure out to figure out kind of what we're going to do as far as yeah, because you know it's six six days a week. You know they get one rest day. You know they mm-hmm. got to be grinding six days a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. get ready for that fight. You know, so we got to kind of figure out what's going to hold them accountable and mm-hmm. you know all that. You know, we're trying to instill into them what. Speaking for myself, it took a long time to realize, and it's embarrassing to say it, but I will for anybody out there. As a fighter, you don't just rely on your coach to do the training for you. Like you, you've got to be the one out there. Like honestly, Dustin's been the. This man will be at the fire department, and on his downtime, he's studying people that he may have to fight a year from now. Right, and it's it's just you know like that's something that I had to get into. Uh, I mean, I was in lockdown with COVID and couldn't couldn't go to the gym. So mm-hmm. I was literally like having to come up with drills, calling him like, "Hey man, you know, yep. give me some drills." And I'm sitting here hour, two hours a day, drilling while I'm in isolation. And that's something we're trying to instill into our guys: like, you have to understand, it's not just showing up to class and doing right. the class. You've got to stay yeah. late. You've got to come early. You've yeah. got to do stuff on your own when me and him can't be there to push you. Right. An hour of drilling once a day is not. Not yeah, getting it done. not gonna get it done. A lot yeah. of people don't realize that, like, it's not just the the training and all. There's there's a mental part of it Absolutely. too. Like you exactly. saying, studying yeah. and all that. I, I use a lot, yeah. man. Yep. Uh, Larry, man, he he told me a long time ago. Larry Engel, he's he's mine and Caleb's uh, original coach uh, about mental reps, man. Just taking mm-hmm. a technique and just drilling it in your head, and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's like you're you know your body don't know a difference. You know, it's just right. you're just getting reps in. You yep. know, and it, it's worked for me, man. I can watch a video and I'll just run it over my head, over my head, and I'll pull it off. Mm-hmm. two or three practices from there you know and it's always worked for me Fresh. middle reps you know me too yep I, I pull stuff off i'll be like studying film and studying new techniques and i'll sit there and just be like breaking it down in my head all day and i won't necessarily even rep it that many times right, right. but i'll be able to hit it because i've sat there and just like broke it every single angle i think that's something that comes with um experience experience too. yeah the longer you've been training the more able you are to do understanding that. what grips need to go where mm-hmm. and the details and yeah Yeah. and 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 things become more similar to other things right stuff like that so yeah that's uh that's crazy it 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 what you're talking about like when i used to fight i was basically self-trained i didn't have a coach that was like pushing me five six days a week you know when i was because i opened my school man i was only 20 years old and we didn't just because we we didn't have anywhere to train it was like me and my buddies and i didn't really want to have to move I probably should have if I wanted to be a fighter, you know, and in hindsight, knowing that, you know, that's not my dream. I don't want to go to the UFC. I don't want to, I have no desire to do any of that. Um, I just want to fight because I like to fight. You know, that's it. I just enjoy fighting, but I don't want to fight for my living. I don't want that to be like the only thing way I'm making money. 
So, um, but yeah, I mean, most of my time, like when I was getting ready to fight, I fought one of y'all's training partners, Zeb Stroud. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought I saw a picture of him. Yeah. He, he was uh, gone from Johnny's, I think, before we got yeah. there. Yeah, we we, we started with Johnny back in like 14 or 15. Uh, okay, I yeah, believe. that was before. Yeah, that was, like be- that. That was yeah. before. So then. he had left already to Biloxi, I believe, at that time. Yeah. Uh, but, okay. but I have trained with Zeb down at Dixon's yeah. and uh, Biloxi. See, Dixon's was one, of my, was one of my like staple gym. I used to train there all the time. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I used to drive. I would drive like and spend a weekend down there. I would just like – drive down friday and spend the night in my car and then like train saturday and sunday and then drive back and be at work on monday you know just because yeah he around here there just wasn't a lot of good places to yeah, train. i was younger i kind of did the same thing i'd go to biloxi and train with allen's you mm-hmm. know and then bounce over to dixon's and then bounce back over to allen's for the weekend and then people don't realize that like that like the fighter's lifestyle <laughs> like only gets glamorous when you start making the big bucks and in very, the beginning and, and very you're, you're sleeping in cars yeah. you're you're you know you're, you're the cool guy but you're broke yeah, yeah you're <laughs> You're broke. You're broke as shit. And it's it's and really you don't really have time to be cool. Like I didn't because I, I mean I was partying some, but most I most nah, of the time I, I never was, really party much or nothing. Most, but, I mean, and when I was partying, if you're not a big name, nobody knows who the fuck you are anyway. It's right. not like it's cool. Yeah. Like and so like and you're you're training all the time. It so probably gets you in more trouble at the parties than it does anything. Yeah, I, 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 I got to fight more, you when they get drunk. Yeah, I got in more fights because I was a fighter than, <laughs> right. than like I've never been in a street fight. Holy shit. So you're you're <laughs> a professional bare knuckle boxer and you've and never I, been in a street my fight. My first time hitting somebody with a bare fist was well, I take that back. I take that back. I was a pro fighter before I ever had an altercation, <laughs> which names will be redacted, but I was at a bar and buddy of mine got into it with one of the banditos oh shit and the next the (laughs) next thing we know i go to swing on one of the guys this dude's probably 300 pounds get drug out the back door and i see a guy that's about five foot five running at me i throw a left hook hit him that was it after that we got out of there that was it game but other than that i had never been in any kind of altercation in my life i i i was I was the nerd, man. I really? literally, I I played Pokemon games before I would go fight. The <laughs> night the night before a fight, after weigh-ins, I was sitting there in the hotel room playing a playing a Pokemon game, and then I'd go beat somebody's ass and be like, okay, well now it's time to go back home and go to work Monday. Hell yeah. You don't give you don't you don't give off that vibe at all. <laughs> That's not the vibe I get. That's fucking crazy. Holy shit. Yeah, I've uh. I've judged a couple of y'all's fight. I've judged. I, I know two of yours. I ju- and I judged. I think your pro debut against Trey Manley. Yeah, that was probably one of my funnest pro MMA fights ever. It yeah. was against Trey. I'm I'm really hoping that he gets into the bare knuckle. Yeah. I know he's been trying. That was probably the hardest fight I've ever had to judge too. That was an extremely hard fight to judge. Fifteen minutes, and I think we hit the ground for all of ten seconds. Yeah, it Maybe much, it was yeah. strictly a kickboxing. Y'all match. were banging and. and I was having to like tally how many like punches landed, and like I was having to just because it was so even in every round. Like if I was having to go back in on memory, well, it wasn't a super fast paced fight. It yeah, was, you know, kind of right. It was back, know, and forth, yeah, right, and, back and forth, and and so I'm like tallying <clears throat> like strikes landed versus strikes thrown, and, and and I gave the fight to you. Um, you, you, I gave you the decision, but it was man, like I was. At the end of the fight, I was like, "Man, I hope I got this right," because it was it was close. And I, this very rarely do I judge a fight where I'm like, "Fuck!" I don't, Second guessing yourself. Yeah, like I don't know. Hey, man, I, 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 I feel it. I feel it. I, I, I've judged a few boxing boxing matches where I've been like, "Yeah, man, I hope I scored that right." Yeah, me too. A couple, but yours was harder than probably any of the boxing matches I've scored. 
because uh, usually, like when I when I'm when I'm judging boxing matches, they're like the ones down here at the Trotter, and usually you have like a couple of really good boxers fighting each other, and every, everybody else is kind of like one half the card's trash. Um, it's just the way that it is. I'm not trying yeah, to call no, anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's just is. that's just yeah. the way that it is. I've literally had boxers explain to me that there's an A side and a B side. Yeah. Like, and and if you're on the B side, you're more than likely the guy that they're expecting to lose. Yeah, you're get, you're coming to get your ass kicked. It's funny, man, because you don't see that in MMA, but in nah, boxing, yeah. that's why you see these boxers, man. They're, they're 25 and fucking oh. You know, and you're and then like, you go look at the records of their opponents, and it's like zero oh and seven, right. one and five. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like, gonna say. Like the few boxing fights I have got to judge, you'd see like eight no versus a. Oh and four, right? You know, it's yeah. just like really matchmakers wild. in MMA know not to do stuff like that. Like, like I, Matt Weeble, Matt Weeble would never, never match somebody like that. Never, no, yeah. never, never. Usually, like SFC, all those fights are pretty evenly matched. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Every once in a while, you'll see like a mismatch at a pro level, but it's not that bad. But you look at boxing. Well, it's usually like, one of those two-day notice type things, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Stepping in, you know, or mm-hmm. something. Like and I and I feel like once you're at a pro level. Because, I mean, I, was, I had 14 amateur fights before I went pro. So, yeah. I had a very long amateur career. But yeah. I feel like once you're pro, bro, you're getting paid. So, yeah. at, and if it's it's your decision to step into that ring, if you don't think you're ready to fight a guy that's 15 and 1 because you're 3 and 2, then don't fight. Yeah. Don't let your pride walk yeah. you into that. If, right. if it does, then, okay, you have nobody to blame but yourself. Right. Yeah. Now, if you go in and win, okay, hey, great, you just – you just skyrocketed your name. Right. Good job. Yeah, boxing, typically, though, those guys on the B side, what I found is, um, and I didn't know this until I start, got more involved in boxing, but they, they're paid to lose, basically. So, like, the guy – so, let's say if Deontay Wilder's fighting some Joe Schmo as he was coming up, and this happened several times. And, you know, Deontay Wilder's 15-0, 15-KOs, and this guy's 1-7, been knocked out seven times. Deontay may only make $400 from that fight, $100 a round. But they're gonna pay Joe Schmo twenty five hundred dollars, right? Because he, they know what's up. They know what's up. You know, and the guy taking the loss, he knows what's up. He's he used to fight amateur a little bit back in the day, and he's he, he's good enough. Because what they're looking for, they're looking for boxers that are good enough to make it a fight, good enough to make, make it, it look, look like I train. But they don't want you to actually be in shape and be in there ready to fight. And so, you know, that's what they're looking for. And I don't know, man. I I've, I saw some some pretty. There was a couple that were pretty dirty. I had a guy come in. And he fought two professional fights in boxing. And he came in and tried my fitness kickboxing class. And I was there. I, I, I was at Yama. You remember, the, I don't know if you remember this guy. He looked like he might be a little off. He was a white dude. He was probably about 400 pounds, big, fat dude. You could tell he never thrown a punch in his life. He fought at the Trotter. Yeah. Yes. It was him. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That, I was I was kind of mad they let him fight. Like, it, it was, they, they actually offered me a fight against him for like 2,500 or three, three grand if I'd fight him. Wow. Um, and I turned it down because yeah. it was like, dude, there's nothing. I've yeah. got nothing other than twenty five hundred dollars. I've got nothing to gain from the, that. You, you could have said anything else in this world, and I wouldn't have gained any more respect for you than what you right, said exactly. right there. Like that, me is and Caleb, an, that is an honorable man right there to know. <clears throat> like if anybody ever met the man that you're talking about, right. like you would understand why. Like that's an honor to be able. Me to Me and Caleb say probably no. had like an yeah. hour or two hour conversation. Oh, we had we talked about it halfway guy. home. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was. It, like was he, it was very clear this guy had never thrown a punch in his right. life. This guy had never thrown a punch in his entire life. He was probably pushing 40, maybe older. He came in and tried to fit his kickboxing class here. And my girl, who with no fight experience, she did a little bit of Muay Thai and helped teach fitness. She was having to teach him how to box. like, And was wow. like, wow, this guy's really bad at boxing. You know what I mean? And she was just, It was a fitness kickboxing class. 
And yeah, they offered me they offered me big money to fight him. And I'm like, dude, like I was that the last fights of the Trotter? The he fought a couple people? times. Yeah, he fought that big that big black he guy. He fought almost every time. Yeah, he, that that's I, when he got like, KO'd, right? Yeah. yeah. Damn, I don't remember. I don't know. I don't recall. And the first time they fought, they put him against another guy that had never been in a fight. Like nothing. He, I mean, neither one, neither one could fight their way out of wet paper sack, but he lost. But they both were terrible. But then the second time that he fought a guy that wasn't as bad, but still not a good fighter. Just kind of athletic more yeah. than anything. Oh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. I think he just looked athletic because yeah. of his opponent. Right. So, Maybe, I mean, yeah. I mean, because he was like he was standing on his tippy toes and just kind of pawing, like looping soft punches at the guy. You could just tell, like, dude, you you're gonna get killed. You're gonna get hurt. Like, it's a, at, at that point, the commission, I feel like, almost needs to step in yeah, and be absolutely. like, absolutely, all right, you know, because for the safety what, of him, what is the point of having a commission if? And I think I think the reason that they can get away with stuff like that is because the promotion is the one that's. Looking and setting these like you've got two yeah. different promotions and and the manager of the boxers. It's not like, it's not like MMA right. where you know, like for SFC, Matt Weeble has to make sure that all the guys are going through, uh, you know, the Mississippi Athletic Commission right. and getting approved with a fighter's license. Like I just don't feel like some of these boxing matches are, like. Half these guys, like the guy you're talking about, I don't see how he could have gotten approved for a boxing license. I, I don't see how he even passes physical. Well, that's like yeah. the the uh, is it the uh, what's the local boxing thing? Is it Olympic something or Olympic boxing? Olympic yeah. boxing is that what it is? It's like local. No, no, USA, 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 USA boxing. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. That's, that's the amateur. Yeah. Uh, I know. I was talking to somebody, man. I was thinking about letting some of my guys compete in that, and they were like, "Well, once you have one fight, you're eligible to fight anybody," and so they match you when you get to the. Right to the to the uh, venue. venue, you don't even know who your yeah. opponent. So is. So when you get there, yeah. you maybe match somebody with three hundred fights, right, or one hundred fifty oh, fights. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got one fight versus somebody with one hundred fifty fights. Right, so, that's that. dirty. It's man. a little dirty. That's yeah. really dirty. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck that. Yeah, that's crazy. You know. <laughs> I, I just feel like you know. I don't know that more because you look at. All right, so I used to fight in Alabama back in the day too, when there was no <laughs> back when there was no commission. <laughs> there was no commission at all. I've you heard know? so many war stories about Alabama. Oh yeah. my god! I turned pro at nineteen. I'd been I'd been training. I just hit my one year anniversary of my first class, and I, I, I took a pro fight, and uh, I lost, clearly. <laughs> uh, but and it kind of messed me up because I went back and tried to fight in Alabama after that, and they were like, "Well, no, you turn pro." I was like, "Dude, I've had like nine amateur fights since then. Clearly, I didn't turn pro." And but anyway, it was, it was kind of a, yeah. There was a, it was bad. Like there was dudes just showing up, and Mississippi used to be a little bit this way too. You'd have dudes just showing up day of in jean shorts and oh, yeah. borrowing gloves. I fought on a card with a guy. Uh, Adam, I don't know how to say his last name, but he fought in bare knuckle, and it was one of the last times that the athletic commission allowed him to do that. He literally would show up in in cargo shorts and stuff, and like they walked out to the ring. I mean, out of the ring, we're like, "Hey, this guy's opponent didn't show up. Who wants to fight?" And he's got a beer in his hand. And he goes, "I'll fight him." Finishes yeah. his beer and goes in the back and goes up there and fight. And I'm like, "How do?" Which I mean, we used to do the same thing as teenagers. Yeah. We'd show up for uh, fights. With shorts and mouthpiece and cup and be like, so and so doesn't have an opponent. Uh, y'all want to do a grappling match? Yeah, sure. Who are we grappling? And yeah, it's a grappling go- match though. And y'all probably trained too. Y'all probably trained. We we were that's, staying. That's a different. That's a that's different. All we thing. did. Yeah, that's a different thing. Like that's a totally that's a totally different thing. Like to me, you know, like I tell y'all, one time we were we were at a fight. It was ICC. Mark Romano, who was on last week, used to do a promotion in Tupelo. I don't know if y'all ever went to those that promotion. It was ICC in Tupelo, I Mississippi. Don't um, they haven't done a show. I was on. I was the. I wasn't the co-main event. I was the amateur main event. I was the last amateur fight on that right. on, on their very last card. I fought a dude out of Memphis Judo and Jiu Jitsu, 
And uh, Thomas Vasquez, if y'all know him, he was the main event that night. But, I know the name. Yeah, yeah the he name was in Bellator. Sure. Anyway. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was in Bellator. So he, And he's out of Horn Lake, Mississippi. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So anyway, we were um, – we were – it was a couple of cars before that, though. There was this guy, and uh, do y'all remember Babalu? Oh, yeah. Babalu had backed out of fighting Brian White, like, day of, day before, something like that. And is he a – you my Babalu, like, the cop, Babalu? Is uh, he a cop? I don't know what he does. He's, he's down from down used to, in – Used to have the mouthpiece with the fangs. Yeah, he'd yeah, toss I, it out into the crowd. I don't mean – yeah, I don't mean the guy from UFC, Babalu. No, yeah, yeah. I'm the one from Mississippi. The local guy. Yeah, yeah, from yeah, I know down in uh, – I don't know. Where is he from? Hit pretty hard. Uh, from, yeah, it was a long time. Yeah. He fought at 170, I think. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're talking I know. About. You're yeah, talking yeah, about. yeah. So anyway, um, so Brian White needed an opponent, and they were like, "Who, who do we got? Who do we got to fight this guy?" And they were like, "Man, I, we got this guy was in the crowd. He's like, man, I'm 200 and no in street fights.'" <laughs> and this dude was, I mean, he had a beer gut. That's a warrior. He was like, he was probably 45 years old. He's like, "Man, I've been fighting in the street for for so many years, man, bro. I get in there, I can take right. on anybody. N- never had an amateur." And they approved that fight. And it went exactly the way that you think it's going to go. Exactly the way you think it's going to fucking go. Like you he saved goes, a man a paycheck. That's what you did. Basically. He, he walked out. Brian hit him with a straight right. He turned his head away, closed his eyes, stuck his arms out, and tried to run. Hell yeah. And then Brian just pieced him up, took him down, and submitted him. Yeah, I think like One of my first fights I showed up to, and a guy from my town was there. And I was like, man, what are you doing here? You know, what, what's up? You know, And he's like, man, I'm fighting. I was like. You don't train. What do you mean you're fighting? So I don't know. They just they said they were looking for fighters. I told them I wanted to fight. I was like, did you train anywhere? He's like, no. Uh-huh. Walked out there and proceeded to get elbowed in the face like the entire first round and walked out like uh, I think his eyelid needed to be like stitched back oh, and a couple uh, stitches on his face. I mean, it, it was bad. It was bad. It's crazy what you see. Who are we like, talking about, homie? Because I don't, don't want to call his name, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> no, nah, call him out, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna call his name. I think I know who you're talking about now. Now that I think about it, it was back when we were we were young. Because because he, he's like in the family now. So I don't, oh, I don't okay. okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay, never mind. We'll, yeah, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah, that's Look. what I was going to say. I'm not going to say his name because Jake and I were cornering one of our fighter or one of his fighters. I'll say his name in Tuscaloosa, and it's like, that's what I was going to say. It's crazy the me. shit that you see. And dude showed up with no coaches and was chowing down on pizza like ten minutes before oh, yeah. the fight. Smoking a cigarette, probably <laughs> yeah, in the back. I've yep. seen that so many sure times. Was. It's like, damn, what are you even doing here? The funny thing about that was, dude. Okay, hold on one second. I'm pouring up a shot of tequila real quick. You want one, Dustin? Yeah, I'll take one. So the funny thing about that was this dude. You talking about Adam, right? I mean, I wasn't gonna say his name. Adam, <laughs> no, I'll say his fucking name. Uh, he was training a little bit though, because he trained with us for a little bit. We would have never booked this dude to fight. No offense to Adam. But he wasn't ready. You know what I mean? Just talking about a dude who's just Adam not. Who now? Prater. Oh, okay. No, he fought in, uh, he fought for Strike Hard. And, uh. Oh, well, that. Well, yeah, I don't recognize the name. So, uh. <laughs> he, uh. <laughs> hold on one second. Let's take this shot real quick, fellas. I'll edit this out in post. Yes, sir. All right, fellas. If I can reach you over my mic. There we go. So yep. I remember seeing him when he was eating that pizza. I was like, "You're yeah." Like, so you're I seen him, up, dude. And I was cornering Sean Weston, right? And Sean was pretty. It was his like debut. Adam, I think, was zero and two because he kept taking these fights. And he started training somewhere in Alabama, and they had him coaching classes. I wouldn't have had this dude coach a kids class, but they had this dude coaching like adult boxing and shit. Like I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> I guess because he'd like talk, maybe like told him he trained with us. Fought a couple and, times or yeah. yeah, no, he, just, he didn't fight I mean, with us. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, he, he he started fighting with them, 
and then he goes and loses and then he uh he's there his coaches don't show up and then Sean had this thing. Sean would take pre-workout before he fought. Now, I don't rec- recommend anybody to do that. God, no. I don't re- – but Sean did it. Okay? He wouldn't only take it. He'd just eat it. He just he take, well, that's how I always do it. He just takes oh, it. Oh, yeah. Just, scoop, yeah. Scoop straight Dry to the scoop, mouth yeah. and swallow. T- t- took that shit to the head, bro. He took that shit straight to the head. Well, Adam was like, hey, man, uh, <laughs> what you got right there? He's like, man, it's pre-workout. I'll take it before I fight. I'm like, Adam, I wouldn't do this shit. I said, the only reason I'm letting Sean do it is because he does it every day when he trains. Anytime he's doing stand-up, anytime yeah. he's grappling, anything he's doing, he takes pre-workout. I was like, Adam, do not, do not take that pre-workout. And so Sean, he immediately does it. So he does it. Yeah, immediately, immediately. He, he, ignores, <laughs> he ignores my advice. And then he's like, hey, man, will you corner me? I'm like, yeah, yeah, bro. I mean, you go have a corner here. I don't mind. Hold on, let me take my team shirt off. What? No, he <laughs> tried to walk out in because he was trying with He had his relentless team shirt, and I was like, bro, you can't walk out in that. And he's like, for real. I'm like, no, man. Like, you can't. You can't. Rep- <laughs> I got to do this for the gym. <laughs> like, bro, you can't represent us in a fight, no. bro. You don't even train with us, man. I've, I've I've seen I've seen people do that, like straight up tell like family members that come in and train that wanted to fight, yeah. but then didn't come in and train. Like, look, you can fight, but you're not wearing what? our flag. Right? Remember yeah. the Hattiesburg fights? Remember the guy who came and uh, trained with us like twice, and then yeah, and then one picked a fight, and then after the fight was over, he ended up winning. It was an awful fight. Oh like, god, that was terrible. Head down, swinging for the heels. It was awful. Yeah, ended up winning. And um, at the end of the fight, announced black sales MMA. You know, and was like, what? what? You know, like we had a teammate, Josh Weems. I just <laughs> going to okay. say, okay, I'm going to say, wide it. open. You know, <laughs> goes over there and is like, man, you can't never do that. You know, you don't. You didn't earn like, that name, yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. But but that's legit though, because no, absolutely, absolutely. When you're on a fight team, bro, I'm gonna lower my mic so I can see you better. Uh, when you're on a fight team. Like, you got to earn the right to fight for that team. Right. Like, you got to earn that right. And like I was saying before, one thing about black sales is, I mean, consistently, you guys, when somebody's fighting under your name, win or lose, they always look fucking good. They're always right. in shape. They're always mm-hmm. look ready to fight. They're always clean. They have a good stand-up. They all have good groundwork. Everything's clean. And then you have somebody go in there. And you're, it's not even necessarily for the fans watching. It's just like almost for the other teams and shit. Like, and they claim that they're out of your school and they're just fucking hot garbage. And you're like, mm, nah, bro, bruh. Yeah. So, so I made old buddy turn his shirt inside out before he walked out. Yep. I was like, you got to turn your shirt inside out. He was the other corner. I was like, bro, you can't, you can't walk with that shirt. You got. I made him turn his shirt inside out. He goes out and loses, of course. So, because uh, he didn't train, he wasn't training yeah, nowhere. Right. You know what I mean? And so he goes to the back. I didn't know what to do because I knew him, but I really wasn't like his coach. You know, I just he had come to my gym a long time ago, and I mean, that pre workout, yeah, his pre that pre workout hit different. So he's in the back just throwing up pizza in a pre workout, just vomiting yeah. that shit everywhere. Like he's got a big fifty five gallon uh, garbage can, and he's hung over it. And like the my, my guys already went, and now he's he's there. My guy was like the first fight of the night, and he's throwing up, and it's like we're ready to go. And I'm just kind of like, all right, cool, all right, bud. See you. All right, buddy. I was like, well, I'll see you later. And I just kind of patted him on the back and I just left. I didn't know what to do. I, I did was, my job. It was very strange. It was a strange night, bro. I knew it was going to be weird when he was eating that pizza. I was like, man, you're fighting in like 20 minutes. Yeah, he was like smashing. <laughs> I've been, I've been in the same situation you have. Um, John Maloof. Uh, I don't know if you ever met him or not. I know the name. Okay. John Maloof used to train with us at, uh, at Black Sales. Um, and with Johnny and everything before work and family and life got got caught up. But uh, one of his buddies decided he wanted to do a fight. 
came and trained like three or four times, but then like the night of the fight, I'm supposed I'm supposed to be getting ready to corner Dustin for a fight, and Maluv comes over there and is like, "Hey man, will you come help me corner my buddy?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah, sure, why not?" And I'm just over here like, I don't know this guy, I don't even know his name, and I'm just like, I'm yelling out what my coaches would be telling me to do, right? And this dude is, it's just sliding off his head like right. it's like he's not he didn't train with you normally no no there's no point you missed this corner. man yeah i was like i was like i don't i told maloof i was like man i don't i don't really know what to tell him right like other than just i had to revert back to like backyard coaching like take him down you know right. punch him in the head <laughs> right. let, you, <laughs> yeah. let, let your hands go like i, I don't just don't but, let him do that what do you say I, I, that and then after he lost i'm just like I immediately like I just got up and walked away from the corner. Like, yeah. I didn't even walk with him back. I like I felt bad, but at the same time I was like, I'm people know me here. Right. I'm just gonna walk to the crowd. I think the casual fan kind of underestimates how hard cornering is. Uh, for sure. You know how oh, well dude, you need I to know get, your fighter and right. you know what they like, what they don't like, how they react to yep. certain things. This right. man has been you, in my corner every one of my fights except for one, and that was because we fought the same night back to back, so there was no way for us to yep. corner each other. Um. And he still, he was getting ready for his fight. He still comes out here, and you can see this on the video when I fought for Strike Hard and won the title. He's sitting in the crowd, and I take the dude down and get a rear naked choke set up. And before the fight's even over, you can see Dustin in the video stand up, throw his hands up, and start walking back towards back. And the guy's like telling him, like, no, 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 it's not over. He's like, no, it's over. And like, <laughs> five seconds later, I get the tap. Damn. You know, Could you fight that night? Uh was that Toby? Yeah, was it Toby? Toby, Toby, flow like P. That that was literally his name. Flow like flow P. like <laughs> flow like, and his last name was P. I kind of like that. <laughs> well, neat. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. I'm gonna like go ahead and tell you. He fought like piss. <laughs> <laughs> he fought like piss. I tried to I tried to help him up. I tapped him out in like a minute and yeah, a half. He wasn't the best sport. Yeah, and he wouldn't shake my hand or nothing like that. Bro, you like, tapped. You're the one that decided to yeah, tap. Right. Why are you mad? Go out, bro. You quit. <laughs> yeah. You quit. Who, uh, now, you fought another. You fought Chris Johnson. Was That That, yeah, wasn't, that probably that wasn't that, was that night. night. That was, was that same night. night. Same yeah, night. Chris Johnson's a buddy of mine. Yeah. Um, he He's coached here a little bit. He is a good guy. Yeah, I've heard that was a – and you won that, right? No. No, you didn't. Okay. That was the when Chris caught me in the triangle. I hadn't tapped, but Kelly, like, put his hands on us. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Uh, like stopped the fight and I looked up and I was like, what? You know? And he's okay. like, I thought you were out, you know? And it was kind of, it, it yeah. was a bad stoppage. Kelly, Kelly came back and, and apologized, talked to us. And yeah. Chris has got pretty good jujitsu. Oh no, yeah. I think, I think I'm trying to make sure I don't want to tell this wrong. I'm not, Cause I, I think that, uh, didn't you like, you hit him pretty hard and like cracked his, like he had some like uh, some facial damage. I think. So you're fight. thinking about him and a guy, I can't remember the okay. guy's name, uh, from Florida. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kicked yeah. him in the orbital and broke his orbital. That's what I was oh, thinking. Fuck. Yeah. I was thinking but, that was you for some reason. But no, uh, me and Chris fall and we kind of had a, like a little exchange, a little bit on the hands. And then we, I can't yeah, remember. Mostly who, was on the ground. I can't yeah. remember who took it. I was on top and he transitioned back to guard and jumped to triangle. I was, you know, talking on the phone i was good i could breathe mm -hmm. i held the thumbs up for kelly and kelly put my hands on my back i was on my feet and uh like i was on my feet and he thought i was out of, i don't know how i don't know yeah i don't know yeah, what kelly saw i knew the child fought I me and kelly train together now you know i mean yeah it was just a mistake. casual fans are you know? sitting at home like and uh Why was he on his phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly and, and, yeah uh yeah right and uh he stopped it and 
uh, immediately was like, man, I'm sorry, bro. I thought you was out. I thought you was unconscious, you know, and you can see it. I got a video on my phone somewhere, you know, it's showing that, you know, I was, I wasn't out, you know, yeah. it is what it is. I asked right. for the rematch and Chris wanted to do it at 55 and I just don't think I can make 55. Right. Yeah. You'd be a big ass 55er. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, either that or a very, very malnourished 55er. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. got big legs. Man. See, I couldn't. I, Speaking you know, I, as a 55er, please don't ever go to 55. <laughs> <laughs> I used to fight 170 and yeah. you're 170, right? I'm 70. That was me. I fought worse at 170 than I did at 85. 85, and 205. Man. I'm well, better. See, everybody tells me I need to move to 85, man. There's some big youngins. There's some big boys. That's because 85. this man doesn't believe he's big. Right. See, <laughs> I'm the same. I'm the same way though. I, I feel you. Like yeah. you're strong enough to fight 85 for sure. Right. But like, I'm the same way. Like, people talk about, oh, you need to go just to go to 205. I'm like, man, I don't think I'm big enough to fight 205. And no, then I look in the mirror. Big enough to <laughs> I'm definitely big enough to fight 205. What Hell the fuck, yeah. you know? But in my brain, I'm still 170. Man, right. you're right. talking about a kid that like. Just won the lottery on his birthday. Whenever Bare Knuckle told me that they had a 165 division, yeah, bet I'm right. on that. Yeah. See, I let me fight that way. The lowest I've ever made. We we agreed for a, I don't know. I think I had a opponent pull out or something. We agreed for like 167 or 168. And that's the lowest I've ever made. So I don't. I'm not sure if I can make 65. Yeah. I don't know. I was squeezing to get those last few pounds. Yeah, out. I got down to 69 to fight Ryan Caprari <laughs> out of out of uh, Alan Belcher's gym. Yeah, I got in a hat. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Couldn't resist. Sorry. I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, uh, I, I, I that was that was a nightmare cut. That was a nightmare. But and usually that's when I was younger too. Like right. I'm, I'm older now. Right, I've got more muscle on me, and mm-hmm. I, it would definitely be a lot harder cut. Yeah, which my last cut was not bad at all. You know, like I cut down to seventy, and the next day it was one ninety. I mean, I was right. yeah, I was golden. Shit. I felt great. Yeah, you know? I walked back in. I fought in. I fought in Jackson for knockout. I fought a. Jeremy McElroy. Ooh, that's a name I ain't heard. Knockout. Yeah. That's such a great promotion, man. They're yeah. just so God, good at matchmaking. It. Yeah. I think I, Anthony Mitchell match, match mm-hmm. made for him, right? Yeah, that was knockout. I'm sorry. It wasn't for knockout. Psycho. It was for psych out. Psych out. Psych out. Okay. That yeah. was, I fought for knockout, Brian. too. That was Brian. Yeah. Brian, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it was for psych out, though. And on paper, me and this dude were the perfect matchup. Yeah. It was the perfect match. We were both six foot three, 170 pounds. Uh, I was two and one. I think he was one and one or two and one. It was like on paper. It's like, oh my god, like it's gonna be a great fight. How, and I broke his arm in like fifty seconds <laughs> because because don't he, you hate that? Like even in UFC, like, yeah, no. you will have these big name fights. Like this is gonna be a five round war. If fight ends in like two minutes. Yeah, like what I didn't the hate heck? it. I wasn't mad. Serrano McGregor. I was. I was. All right, we're not talking about that fight, man. We're not talking about that fight. I, I knew how that fight was gonna right. go. You know, I, He's I, a huge I, I will walk fan, out. Man. I will walk and out the door. I am too. I love Cerrone. I love Cerrone. Look, man, talking about, for one thing, holy fuck, what Poirier did the other night was impressive. Right, that was awesome. Dude, that was amazing. Them calf kicks, man. But but shout out to the to the boys from the south. Holy <laughs> shit, yeah, that Lafayette, Louisiana, man. That's he a, left the locker room on fucking a single crutch. Crutch, yeah, yeah he was limping back. Yeah. Like a villain plotting world domination. <laughs> in his suit and shit. He needs a fucking monocle. <laughs> what the fuck he needs, man? Look, have, are y'all keeping up with it on a completely different note though? Fucking Jake Paul fighting Ben Askren. Yes. What the fuck is that about? I don't know. How you think it's gonna go? I don't even know. I don't know. I, I love because Jake actually did not look bad his last fight. I, I mean, love. He's not a shitty boxer. No, he's not. He's not a shitty I mean, boxer. He trains hard, you know. Or, yeah. Well, the comment somebody posted on Facebook, and they literally tagged Ben Askren in it, and they said, "We will completely wipe the Jorge Masvidal <laughs> incident from record if you knock out Jake Paul. You will have literally become the savior of MMA." I'm like, bro, you're never getting away from that. Yeah, and on that same note, I literally had a kid come in because I teach the kids class at Primal. Had a kid come in and was like, 
I wanted to let you know that my dad and me both agree that if you ever fought Jake Paul, you would murder him. I'm like, well, buddy, I wish I could get a fight with Jake Paul because right. that would make my day. Look, yeah. I would pay. I would pay for a, pay any amount for a pay per view for you versus Jake Paul in a bare knuckle fight. Yeah. Hey, look, yeah, I even, I, look, I found him on TikTok. I was not looking for him. I was just scrolling through. And if you judge me for getting on TikTok, I got a TikTok. Fuck you, all right. I got a TikTok. But. <laughs> I, I literally, he was talking about getting ready for a fight. And I literally commented, like, bro, I would gladly give you a fight at whatever weight in bare knuckle. Like, wasn't even trying to be a dick about it. It was literally just like, hey, this would be a great opportunity. He's not going to fight bare knuckle. No, no. He's, no. he's not going to fight bare knuckle. He's a pretty boy, yeah. man. I'm going to be, you back? I'm gonna be honest, bro. Nah, he, I'm also yeah, not going to fight bare knuckle. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not going to either. There's a piece of me that wants to do it just to say I did it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's the only reason. I do bare knuckle MMA. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do bare knuckle boxing. Didn't, um, I'm praying for the day that bare knuckle MMA comes to Mississippi. Yeah, I do bare knuckle MMA. Rest assured, I will be the first name to sign up because I <laughs> oh, miss yeah. kicking people in the face. So, so, what made you make the transition to bare knuckle boxing then? Money. <laughs> <laughs> that is part of it. And also, yeah. you can ask this guy, he's known me for 22 years. All right. Um, I'm always looking for, to be the guy that's the yeah. oddball. I've yeah, never been the normal. I've I've always had my hair dyed some exotic color, whatever. I always wanted to stand out. Bare, bare We went and watched Bare Knuckle three, and I immediately, as I'm watching these fights, I am on the app trying to find up find out how to sign up, and never right. hear nothing. So I message uh, Ricky Duran, mm-hmm. who I will always give credit to. Got me in the door. Um, Ricky Duran, and shout out, he he beat COVID because he he had it bad. Um, Ricky Duran got me in the door, and I asked him afterwards. I said, okay. I said, now that I'm signed up, I got a fight in 30 days. Tell, tell David Feldman, the president, that if nothing bad happens to me in, in, in that fight against uh, Jesse James, if nothing bad happens to me in that fight, I'm down to fight. 30 days later, I... I lost my MMA fight for the title. Thirty days to later, to be fair, I, Jesse James is a gamer. oh yeah, he's oh, a gamer. Oh yeah, he's, he's a, a gamer. Slick ground. He yeah. he 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 got me on the ground and got really good control. Yeah. I have no hard feelings for him. In fact, he's my manager now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> weird how this game works. It is. But uh, you just you just can like people better after you choke each other absolutely. and punch each other. I signed just, up. I signed. Thing. I signed my respect. contract. Yeah. And Ricky Duran says David says he'll pay you. $2,000 flat, and he'll give you two tables to sell for free. I was like, what do you mean sell for free? Like, you sell the table t- you sell the table seats, and you get to keep all the money. I made in my first bare knuckle match, and I am not ashamed to say this, over $3,300. Yeah. That is three times the amount of money I made in my last pro MMA yeah, that's fight. an easy yeah. move, man, when you're making $600 to fight an MMA fight. To right. Get a, to maybe possibly get a shin across your face. Yeah. You or know, make – Two to five grand in bare knuckle, you know what I'm saying? I yeah, mean, that's an easy move. I will say this for anybody that doesn't believe that two minutes can feel like five minutes, bare knuckle, it feels like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I promise you, it's, it's a hectic. different pressure, especially yeah. the way you fight because you fight with a lot of pressure. Man, and I, I you do. Like come and I, straight and forward. My which last is fight didn't look like height, that. But my last fight didn't look like that, and I'm ashamed to say that. But I promise you, since then, whoever gets in the ring with me next will know. I have gone back to somewhat of the old ways. My head movement is better, but I'm fixing to put a lot of pressure on whoever I fight next. Yeah. 
You kind of have to, man, with two minutes. Yeah, you do exactly. I mean, there's no bounce around. I think that's the. I think that's the point of the two minute round. Make more action. Yeah, it forces you. Like, I gotta make some shit happen. Smaller ring and more action. Yeah, Yeah. I gotta make some shit happen, man. I gotta make it happen because like you gotta sell it to the judges if you don't. Your your cage out there is about the space that you have. Damn. Like literally, like you take two steps back, you're on the ropes. What uh, what fight was it that David offered? Uh, what was it? Extra five hundred dollar bonus for the if Uh, people stayed inside. That was uh, uh. that was the that was the Vistante fight the night the fight the that I okay, that I got yeah, the yeah. knockout. Um, he literally offered he t- he told people if you stay inside the center circle he would give an extra five hundred dollar bonus. Now Damn, I believe nice. that me and Vistante stayed there, but you know I never saw that. But I did get an extra bonus for the knockout. Is um, that are those scheduled rounds or is it just three rounds? Uh, five and five, five two minute okay. rounds. And I want to say now they brought I don't know if Mississippi does it. Because John Lewis kind of said that he didn't want that happening, but there's a sudden death round. If it ends up being a draw, so you have like five minutes after the fight. Has that started yet? Yeah, they had it in the la- in the last uh, Florida card. Did they actually have to do a sudden. Yeah, death they round? had to do a sudden death round. Oh shit! And um, I didn't so, realize they had started it. I thought that was just kind of talking about doing it. Yeah, no, it it started the last Florida card, and uh, didn't the guy didn't. The guy y'all trained with, Josh Williams, didn't he do some form of yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did a bare knuckle fight. Line. Okay, yeah. I don't think that man got hit twice in his entire fight. Yeah, he looked That's great. That's crazy. He looked great. He impressed the shit out of me when he fought here in Columbus, man. We were talking about it before the podcast started. He fought a guy. He boxed. Yeah, he right, did a straight yeah. boxing match. Because I'll be honest with you, I don't like boxing. I, But because if I fight locally, I make a lot of money because I sell a shit ton of tickets. Right. Um, I'm a good marketer and I know how to like sell tickets. I'm not. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm like an okay fighter, but a really good marketer. So like, huh, promoters. Where, where you will, got that from? <laughs> promoters will kind of like you know, work 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 with me, and so like I'm good at like promoting my fight. So I sell shit tons of tickets. So I will make twenty five hundred, three grand a fight in a boxing match or whatever, because I I work out. Like I'll even do it. Like I'll tell people like, pay me I, less and let me keep more of the tickets. No sales. purse. No purse, fifty percent of my ticket sales yeah. has been the deal that I made a bunch of times, and I make bank when I do that. Yeah. See, and that that's great for us whenever <clears throat> one of us is fighting. Right. When both of us are fighting, yeah, it sucks man. because yeah. we both we are literally from the same little small town. Our small town is literally one square mile. Yeah. Like I mean, if you you can count to sixty, and you're out of lake. Yeah. Right. So I mean, when both of us are on the card. We just both get it's together and we're our, like, we're trying yeah. to sell together. Right. So our family splitting it up, basically. basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I don't, I, and I get so stressed out coaching. I try not to even fight on the same card as anybody else. Yeah, oh, I dude, know. I hate it. I hate like, it. I just, I, I get so stressed out just even, like, when <clears> I have to corner or if I have to coach anybody. I hate fighting on the same card as him anymore. I hate, I hate it, it, dude. I can't do it because I'm more nervous about my fighters same. fighting. Absolutely. I don't even get that nervous when I fight. I'm a stupid, nervous wreck when he fights. Yep. I, I had to throw up before one of my homeboys fought. <laughs> This I've man literally had to tell me, all right, dude, you're going to have to chill out a minute because I was in a fight camp basically 26 weeks out of the year. I fought like three times one year. Yeah, back like, to I, back I to back. I can't handle this. And he's like, bro, you got to chill. Like, take, Give yourself <laughs> give some a rest. Break. <laughs> yeah, give me a break, right. I couldn't do it. Like when I'm with you, like, I couldn't be a head corner, Like, but helping you corner. Like, I know I've told him every single time I'm with him like, Right before we go out, I'm like, man, my heart's beating fast. Yeah. Yeah. My heart's pounding. <laughs> I, my couldn't, I couldn't see the head. It's a solid 150 right now. We were, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm back and, you know, before the podcast, we were talking about depression and stuff like that, anxiety. And, like, I don't think people realize that fighters are the biggest, biggest group of people that deal with anxiety. Because, like, when you're a team, you're not just a team, you're a family. At right. least that's the way we are. Absolutely. And that's the way it should be. So, 
you're sitting out there, your heart is running 90 miles an hour, and you're running through every what if of what the opponent can do. Yeah. But as a fighter, when I'm in the ring, I don't think about that. I'm not I think about it. I think about what I'm fixing to go do yeah. to this man. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving all yeah. the anxiety to my cornerman. Yeah. And literally, I'm just the guy. And he's the remote control. Yeah. He's the guy that's what, like telling me what to do. Yeah, I once say, I'm in the cage or in the ring, I'm not nervous at all. Yeah. Really once the walkout starts. I, I may get a little nervous during the announcement, but like I'm nervous in the locker room. I am nervous in the locker room. But when Hannah or even Dan or like dude, I was cornering my best friend Canyon one time. We've been boys since we were like kids, you know. And he became a fighter after me and I he was my, he was like the first fighter that I coached. And I was uh I was in his corner and we were in Tunica and I was sitting there and he was like bouncing around getting ready for his debut and I look at the other guy I was like hey I need the bucket and they were like what what you need the bucket I was like dude I'm about to <laughs> fucking vomit right here and I like dry heaved four times and then he turned around and saw me and I was like, I like and I like gave him thumbs up like ah, I'm good bro yeah you got this man just stay calm and relax let's have fun bro let's have fun you know but then he turned around and I like dry heaved another time it was insane how much more nervous you get you know, and it's crazy fun. how being in the ring, like, if you're not, we talked about it a minute ago, if you're not used to having somebody corner you, you don't hear them. Uh-uh. You like, gotta, you've got to, like, train yourself for their voice. Like yeah, I bro. said. You're going to hear Jake. 20, <laughs> 22 years. I'm loud as hell. And <laughs> this man and Johnny Little are the only two that I can hear in my corner. Man up.